0: Hey guys. 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 There's an atom Oh, it's a one on (laughs) one! Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Pack to the Future Podcast. I'm your host of the day, Dr. Chad.
1: Someone called for a doctor?
0: He's not here. He's probably knocking on eBay's door to fight for my Donovan Mitchell. Let's give it up for Ricky, a.k.a. Mr. eBay. (laughs) Unbeknownst to him, I'm recording live in his studio right now. Please give it up for Dr. Tim. Here we go, baby. Prepare to be underwhelmed. Welcome into the show today. We've got a great new episode with new content and lineup for you. Our feature presentation, if you will, is going to be the conversation between Steve and Hugo, a.k.a. Scholli or S. Halley, and Brilliant underscore PC. Great longtime listeners of the show. Great hobby friends, I can say at this point. We reached out to them with Ricky and Tim, finishing up their final weeks of summer vacation. And we asked them if they'd like an open mic. So they came on and have a great conversation involving their PC. They talk Panini. They talk about what keeps them engaged in the hobby. Something you're not going to want to miss. And we'll be coming up here in just a couple minutes. Before we do that, from my end, I'm going to go over some recent eBay mail days with you. We're going to talk about a future show and a little bit of a call to action, and then we're going to tease some merchandise as well. So let me get into this before we bring on Steve and Hugo. Um, And guys, for me with Mail Day, after the Dallas show, which we documented last month, I've been on a little bit of a hiatus from picking up cards. I, I did buy a few initially that I'm going to talk about today, but since that time, kind of been saving up some of those excess funds looking at maybe making a little bit larger purchase Um, but with football season in the air the birds are still singing there's a little hint of that crisp fall weather first thing in the morning those football vibes are coming back and i can't help myself i've been buying some football first of all to start adding on to the 2012 nfl prism silver collection and this is something that I've been building upon, oh, for the last six months to a year now. But I picked up some ones that have really been fun for me over the past month. I think I talked about this previously. But Calvin Johnson, PSA 10, Silver. Very limited pop count there. It was the 2012 season where he set the all-time single-season receiving yards record, which still stands today. Was able to grab that very happy with that one pair that with my matthew stafford from the lions who would have thought i'd ever be saying those words but happy to add that one to the collection also grabbed a julio jones silver psa 9 and admittedly i grabbed that immediately after he signed with the bucks thinking that perhaps maybe he's got a little bit of juice left in the tank and tom brady would help to resurrect his name and maybe his career a little bit well that would be of course if tom brady decided to show up to buccaneers camp that would probably help. So, Tom, let's let's finish up whatever you're doing and go throw that ball to Julio. And then lastly, Russell Wilson. Now, Russell Wilson for me has been interesting. I own more Russell Wilson cards right now than I do Peyton Manning cards, which as a Bronco fan is unique, especially considering Peyton Manning not only played several years with the Broncos, set records, won a Super Bowl, but also the fact that Russell Wilson... Has never even played a regular season down. Actually, hasn't even played it down to this point for the Broncos. But his rookie year being that 2012 season fitting into my Prism Silver collection, I saw an SGC 9.5 and just couldn't pass it up. So, pop one on this SGC 9.5. I did grab the silver. It pairs very nicely with the silver autograph that I have. I think that my Russell Wilson spending, at least for right now, is going to be put on hold, at least until the guy plays a game with the Broncos. Lastly, I did pick up one basketball card: 2020-2021 Flux Titan Black Scope Donovan Mitchell. Now, admittedly, I've been a bit of a critic about critic about Flux. It, it's tough to endorse and really be happy about new Panini products, especially how far behind they are and still putting out products from the previous year. It really makes you scratch your head and say, okay, why why are we pumping out new stuff? But this black scope, numbered to eight Donovan Mitchell, really popped. I love the color scheme of it and you know those color schemes can really grab me. This one did, I purchased it about a month ago. I didn't realize until after I bought it and paid for it that it was an international seller. So the card technically hasn't arrived to me, so it's not really a mail day. But I'm certain, you know, with eBay's track record, I'm sure that card will get to me. Right? All right. So those are my mail days. Um, Let me know. I'm still working on that 2012 Prism Silver set. Let me know who you think I should go after next. I've got a majority of the big guys. I don't have the Brady. That one's going to be a little bit difficult for me to swing. It's still on my goals, uh, but financially, that one's going to be a little bit tricky. So whoever you think I should go grab next, please let me know. All right, moving on to an upcoming episode and really a call out for any listeners to not only give us some help with this, but also see if we can help you. We're going to bring on my wife, Mrs. Doc, Sarah. Uh, She has an organizing background in history. And I want her to talk about organizing our collections in the future. So we're going to give her some parameters and she'll give us some general guidance. But if your collection is in need of organization and you have some specific questions for her, please let us know. Reach out to us. Uh, Best way to do that would be to leave a voicemail through our website at pttfpodcast.com. That's pttfpodcast.com. You can click on the link, leave us a voicemail and see what types of recommendations she would have for you. Um, Interestingly for her, not a collector, but an organizer. And so we'll make sure on that episode to, to have the guys on and perhaps have some banter back and forth and hopefully give you some good recommendations there. So you'll have that to look forward to. All right, guys. Lastly, before we get into the conversation with Steve and Hugo, I want to talk a little bit about merchandise. Ricky, Tim, and I have been chatting about this we want to give you the exclusive opportunity right now at a back to the future podcast t-shirt. Now we're going to be looking at just pre-sale interest at this point. We're going to be looking 20 to $25 black t-shirt, nice um, stamped on logo um, with that kind of refractor hollow finish that actually Boston Steve talked about at the national. Uh, This will be a first edition shirt. We're going to have different editions that will come out across the year. Um, So this will be your first chance at checking out this shirt. We are going to be looking probably four to six weeks to get these out there to you. You won't need to pay immediately, but we just want interest on this. So I'll post sizing of the t-shirts up on the website. But if you are interested, email us, podcast at gmail.com or send us a message on Instagram at Podcast. All right, everyone. So before we get into our main conversation of the day, I want to remind you how you could reach us. I mentioned these before. Instagram's really the great way that we can have immediate communication. Pack to the Future podcast, go check us out there. But our website, Ricky and Tim have done a fantastic job recently posting blogs with new photos of our cards, our shenanigans, even recording uh, over there in tim's studio with photos and great content there you can get our show discount codes to zion cases built bar and all of our affiliates including our ebay affiliate link as well go check out that website pttfpodcast.com enough of the teasing we have boston steve we have hugo from nebrolean underscore pc guys they did a fantastic job i left this so open to them i said here's a microphone have at it and they produced a great outline for you You guys are going to love their conversation if this is something that you would like to do and have an open mic in future shows with us let us know give us feedback let us know what you think about this and perhaps we'll be featuring you on a future episode all right everyone the guys will be back in the studio next week here are steve and hugo all right what's up everyone hugo and boston steve
1: here doing a little i don't know Hugo. there's got to be a formal name for this right fill-in host or or guest spot for the uh pack to the future podcast i guess you could say we're we're friends of the show or or frenemies but uh why don't we uh tell everyone why we're here and introduce ourselves i'm gonna i'm gonna shut up for a second hugo and and kick it over to you give a quick introduction to yourself and, and how you got here chatting with me online about about sports cards
2: yeah absolutely uh so uh, what's up, everyone? It's uh, Hugo. Uh, I go on Instagram by nabrolian uh, underscore PC. Uh, I'd like to say that I'd like to see ourselves today as super subs. Um, so just just for the listeners, super subs, it's fine by me. Um, yeah, I mean, I've been, been collecting uh, sports cards for the past six, six and a half years uh, with a my primary focus being uh, football cards um, and started branching out a couple of years ago. I've always loved basketball. I'm a huge uh, Kentucky Wildcats fan. Um, I also really like French basketball players, uh, myself being from France. So uh, I've been branching out. So that's how I got into Wax Museum podcast. Uh, so uh, another friend of the Pack to the future. Uh, podcast Um, and one day we had the infamous Boston Steve uh, on one of those episodes and I reached out because you had kind of mentioned how you keep track of your collections um, especially uh, the crowded PC and I reached out I thought your methodology and how you kept track of everything was great and you replied, and we've been talking to each other for probably what two, two years or so, give or take. Sounds right, yeah, yeah. And uh, you know, um, getting more into basketball cards. Um, you know, COVID hit. So what? What can I do at home? It's collecting sports cards. Uh, gets pricey, especially in 2020, with the the boom of the sports cards and the hype the in the industry whatever you want to call it and I started listening more and more episodes or more and more shows sports related not sports related and I uh, found back to the future and I've been I've been a fan and a serious listener uh, every single week uh, since since basically 2020. So what about what about you Steve? Yeah, no, Boston. it's
1: it's 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 definitely a weekly listen, right? And so, um, if you guys are fans of the show, you might recognize my voice. I do call in every now and then. Ricky's dubbed me Boston Steve. I'm on social media at s howley2003. Um, as as Hugo, as you were saying, I've definitely been on with Kyle on the Wax Museum podcast a few times. I've been in it a little bit longer than you, bud. I've been as an adult doing it for a decade now. I don't think I've ever told the guys this, but it was a 92, 93 beam team, Michael Jordan that got me back into it. I went to a little midlife crisis and ripped a box of that from Amazon for 25 bucks, 92, 93 stadium club and hit a Jordan. It was like being a kid again and, and now I'm several dollars into this deep black hole, right? Like, what do we get ourselves into? But uh, yeah, like you said, the pandemic, I mean, it wasn't good. But some of the stuff that we learned is how to connect with each other in the hobby. And I think being comfortable doing stuff like this, Zoom in and uh, got to know, I've listened to Patch to the Future podcast. I'll admit, I listened to probably their second or third episode, the style of the pandemic. And quality wasn't that great sorry guys you've definitely improved since then and I was I was iffy on it and I, I stepped away and then someone else in the hobby said no give it another listen these guys are hilarious and it, it, it's just talking shop and you and I are in a group chat with them and we made a joke about you know how I'm trying to get you to do your angry Frenchman podcast with the what grinds your hobby gears and Chad reached out to us and was like hey could you guys fill in the first spot so so here we are and so everyone listening, just uh Buckle in, saddle up. Chad said we can have as much time as we want, so we got three hours of the uh, two of us talking back and forth. No, we we don't. Um, we did throw together a little agenda. We're just uh, Hugo and I are going to throw some ideas off each other, have some hobby talk. Hope everyone enjoys it, and uh, we'll go from there. So, so Hugo, what 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 I think we wanted to start with is just kind of talking about our current hobby experiences, what we're seeing you know we both collect different things i'm primarily basketball with you know i dabble in some football and some baseball even a little hockey and you you're the other way you you do mostly football and dabble in the other sports so what have you been up to in the hobby recently what have you, what's been you know exciting you what trends have you seen pricing you talked about you know pricing and the expense of it all so
2: where where have you been at with collecting these days yeah uh great great question um so disclaimer i'm not since it's not my podcast i'm going to Put some filter on because I don't want to receive any death uh, threats, you know, uh, this week or after uh, the episode uh, has been released. Um, Yeah. um, I really I really started collecting football. Um, You know, kind of finding my place in this hobby. Not that I'm seeking for anybody's approval, uh, but you know, what do I really like. Um, I've I can I can say now that after six, six and a half years, I've found uh, what gets me going, what I'm really passionate about. And when it comes to football, um, it really is one guy. It's Andre Johnson. Um, In the group chat, I've been known for making poor uh, decisions as a sports fan. So I'm a Houston Texans. Uh, Yep, Uh, there's a few happens. Mistakes were made, um, hearts were broken, but yeah, Andre Johnson is my—he's uh, one of the greatest wide receivers I've ever, have ever seen or watched. Uh, while I was here in the U.S., because it's—it was kind of difficult to follow the NFL while in Europe back in the days in the 90s or early 2000s. Uh, trying to to chase uh, cards that really speak to me. Uh, I'm looking for. Scorcity, uh, rarity, so game uh, game one patches for sure. Um, I'm going, if I can get a one-on-one, uh, shields, uh, a piece of the jersey that's the team's logo or swoosh or Reebok or whatnot, something really specific. Specifically, and, does, um, does
1: JJ Watt, does he have any game-used uh, letter and jacket cards from when they rocked that letterman jacket to Fox Rose team. just <laughs> just ask it because that'd be a pretty cool card right be amazing <laughs> maybe that's one of the that... biggest mistakes a team has ever made walking into the razor.
2: Talking about Scar City that would be the <laughs> I would,
1: would super collect be... <laughs> that
2: set. I would put that together and yeah. frame it for you buddy. For sure. Uh I mean what uh JJ Watt has not that many um game one cards so I'm fortunate to have two of those, uh, but then it's just very difficult to track. And, you know, I kind of prioritize and and I have my pyramid, uh, pyramid that I've never posted on social media, but I try to stick to it. And yeah, I've got Tony Parker, um, the greatest French uh, basketball player, who's obviously not part of the top 75 uh, NBA players, whatever. Uh, they put them in littered. Okay, cool. Um and yeah, and I so been collecting bonker. Um I do not discriminate. Um so spurs, hornets, um, same thing, uh rare uh rare cards, they, uh, stuff that appeals to me. So it's going to can be from a one-on-one to a gold, can be uh tops, can be panini. Um, game one as well, uh, on count autos. I'm trying to stay away from stickers, and what I also really collect or what I really enjoy to, at a lesser level, it's soccer because I'm French and that's my that's always been my first love. Uh, if I were richer, I would have an incredible Kylian Mbappe uh, PC, but it's not possible. Um, I missed the bus. Uh, that's fine. So I collect another guy, Antoine uh, Griezmann, which is most likely unknown here unless you're really into soccer. Uh, Never heard or, of him. Sure, he's a stud. There stunt, you go. Though. Sure, he's a stud. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's really uh, what I collect. And in the hobby right now, with trends, uh, it's just not, it doesn't do it for me. Uh, when it comes to pricing, because uh, it's it's gone down a little bit, but most of the stuff I collect, uh, it's not it's not going to be from a new release uh, because game one, especially in football, now in soccer, depending on the product, uh, it's going to be player one if you're lucky, or it's going to be the the exporting good patch that you know everybody's bashing about with football, for instance. Uh, Yeah, and I'm just not a fan of mass printing, Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, the base, even the silvers nowadays, all all those made-up rainbows who don't make, it doesn't make any sense to me, like the giraffe print, the kookaburra, the elephants.
1: I saw an an alligator print today out of uh, the national packs, the silver packs, the KG alligator card. There you go. Put together a whole zoo if we want. Screw the rainbow.
2: Do do you do you enjoy uh, having a hobby zoo uh, when it comes to, to your PC or? Yeah, so
1: it it goes two ways. So I won't go into depth with it with it here for the people listening. But I I have a really odd, so I'm a Boston fan. So I collect mostly Celtics, Patriots, Red Sox, Bruins stuff. But I do have an odd PC of Jay Crowder. I guess you could say I super collect them, and it's it's really tedious right now. You know the guys that I talk to them. I, I, I don't find it fun when the checklist comes out and there's 17,000 to make up a rainbow and there's peacock and zebra and purple, orange, swirl, choice, this or that, but it gives me, it's cheap. It gives me a chance to kind of narrate the hobby, right? Like I can go through. So my Crowder stuff's all in binders and like the first seven years of his career are in one binder. And then last year alone took up a whole binder, right? So that that says something about the hobby, about the mass production. I find that stuff really interesting. Um, and then there's like fun stuff that comes out of it. You know, you, you do get some, I never would've thought I hate Mosaic as a, as a brand. I think it's, you know, redundant, but the Mosaic Peacock cards look great. They really do. So that could be a fun little insert in a different product. They could just scrap Mosaic and make that, an, you know, some sort of insert or something. So. I mean, there's stuff that you th- you think you're not going to like and is great, and the stuff you think you'll love and isn't, but um, it's definitely good to see some of the prices come down. It's, it's, I think they have watered down the hobby so much that it makes it difficult for people to know what to focus on. And so that gives you know, some of the collectors, some some different lanes to hop in and try some stuff out. And like I said, with the low ones, kind of like, you know, you with the Parker stuff, like, you know, status, right? That was not a, something you knew much about. And you and I were chatting back and forth and kind of sharing some images. And you were able to put together a rainbow for outside of a one-on-one for pretty cheap money and just had some fun chasing cards. And I think that's what I get out of the, as frustrating as it can be uh, with these huge checklists and rainbows it does give me something to hunt and and focus on so that's enjoyable but it's definitely as the as the print runs have increased and increased over the years it's been getting less and less enjoyable but i'm part committed now dude i'm going to continue to make some bad decisions and keep chasing these jay crowder cards just like you'll you'll make some bad decision along the way too but then you get cool stuff like i mean if people don't follow you it's it's what Napoleon underscore pc is your instagram right and yep like so, so when you you've got panini does like the nationality themed autograph cards and it, you have a tony parker right france theme with like the flag in the back like they do stuff along the way that is really really cool like that mm-hmm. jump into and really is sort of ties your whole pc together
2: yeah i i think it's really about finding what speaks to you um uh, of course i guess if you're a super collector of a specific player you're going to go for those uh, international treasures because that's that's the set uh that you're referring uh that you're referring to um yeah it's it's funny what what gets you gets you going um and problem is as it gets popular you know um they're going to try to milk you and what it's once was original and uh stood out it's just like yeah you, you mentioned uh, mosaic um they've got some really cool parallels i I agree with you um some of them were taken from select uh and for example uh, black uh the black finite or finite or whatever you want to call it let's blame it on uh the the french accent and pronunciation uh was extremely popular and extremely rare uh with select and nowadays uh, nebulas or peacocks or even the black they they all look like gods who used to be one of one of one not so long ago a couple of years ago two three years ago um so it's it's really about finding what what gets you going uh so for you it's Crowder it's the Celtics it's the oh, Red Sox gets
1: me going buddy Crowder gets
2: me yeah going. no no absolutely no I know I know, I know he gets you going he, he does. Cause I, I know you, um, uh, sometimes you, you tell us like, Oh man, I got that card. Not really excited about it, but he's my guy and you've got that completionist I do. Uh, yeah. mentality that would, that drives me completely insane. I would be unhappy if I had that type of discipline, which is why I collect so many different guys across so many sports.
1: It's interesting what you brought up about the, uh, one of the things that I find as I dabble into sports other than football is the inconsistencies across some of the parallels. Right, like in his every every basketball release that has a gold vinyl card, that's a one of one and usually a hobby based product, one of one. But then I see him in football and they're like out of five or something. You know, like that inconsistency drives me nuts. But um, I think that's a good transition to our our next topic. But before before we do that, are we supposed to like break and talk about Zion cases or something? I don't use them. <laughs>
2: Great or the protein stuff. bars or something. Oh, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. I do. I, I I could use some protein bars, but I wish if Zion Cases made something for non graded cards, maybe I'd be interested. But I crack all my slabs, That's that's for another episode.
0: <laughs> hey, bros, Chaz here, reminding you about Steve's crack service. You need that HGA crack, send it to Steve. Crack, SGC, crack. Beckett, you know it, bros. Crack, and that sweet, sweet PSA. Crack, crack, crack. <laughs> so whether it's your car case and a slab that needs crack, a plumber's crack, or just that sweet, sweet crack, I want some crack. Head on over to Instagram and hit up S Hallie 2003. Get that crack. Wow, that that sounds like a very valid point.
2: So yeah, I, I think we can we can move on to. Um, to the next topic what do you yeah. what do you see yeah so yeah let's let's spice it up um so we all know that panini has lost basically all their uh licenses uh so fanatics it's going to take over in a couple of years um which kind of seems i always still got plenty of time to to see what they're going to do if they kind of redeem themselves so i see some people still having a positive opinion and still pretty optimistic about the next couple of years uh, ahead of us uh, but you know we we're going to to transition soon uh, it's going to you know people are going to talk more and more about that at the end of an era I guess uh, but we're still stuck with Panini so do you have any any expectations for you know the uh, incoming month years when it comes to, to Panini? Yeah, so I'm going to I'm going to go three ways with this one. One,
1: something I've seen them do that I actually really appreciate. Two, Something I'm hopeful of, and then three kind of end with the negative because I'm just a jerk and we end that way. And I, am going to throw a disclaimer out there. Hugo and I have no inside info as to what Panini will do. We're actually probably the least qualified SOBs to be talking about this stuff. But let's, uh, let's throw it out there. One thing I want to give Panini credit for is, unfortunately, over the years they've relied very heavily on redemptions, and they haven't all got ref- fulfilled. So you can't change the past, right? Like that is what it is. That wasn't a good part of their company. Um, I used to break a ton of case, not a ton of cases, but a lot of wax. I loved wax when I first got into it. So I have redemptions open going back to 2012. And once they lost their license, I went straight in there and I cashed all of them. I said, "I don't just give me the points, right?" And it's taken years. It's what when did Panini lose it? You know, Fanatics announced what a year, two years ago. That I did it that day. Um, I even had some rare Crowder stuff in there, and I just I said, "Nope, I don't." I'm going to, these are all, you know, old and just give me the points. I finally started to get the points. So I've had like a couple thousand Panini points, which I think are worthless. Panini has, I think, gone out of their way to make additional rewards products so that people could burn up those points. So like recently I got a couple packs of, this'll tell you how excited, I don't even remember what it's called, Panini profile maybe. It was, but it was like it was just rewards packs, two cards per pack. It, each pack cost, I don't know, a 1,000 points, whatever, right? But it was a multi-sport product. It was a good checklist. It was LaMelo. It was, you know, Trevor Lawrence. It was a good checklist. Base cards out of 10 golds and one-on-ones. And I opened them up, nice looking cards. I could have sat there and waited for a Jeff Foster, you know, jersey swatch to show up on the reward site, or I could have bought you know bought quote unquote this product that panini made just for the reward site and I I appreciate that they're giving collectors a way to use up those points before they lose their license because they could easily give all of us 18,000 rewards points and then shut down their website one day and those points can't go anywhere so I do appreciate that it seems like they're making a concerted effort there I am optimistic about what they'll do with their relic museum um recently uh, jay crowder has his first relic card since 2017 and it is a piece of material that they've never had they apparently have green and gold shorts from a saint patrick's day game in 2016 never knew they had it's it's never shown up so they've had an entire set of shorts for a guy like crowder stashed away that five years later they're now cutting up and putting into cards Negative side, unfortunately, their Sun's cards, which is this golden green patch in you know, it. So it's kind of a mess, right? I wish they would do a retro design there. But I, I am excited to see what you know, what do they have for game used relics and, and how can they maximize that? Um, I don't know, like you've talked about with football, that game used isn't the norm there. So do they have some old stuff that they can start making some high-end product to, for it to get into collectors' hands? Will fanatics Keep the trend of less game one stuff. So, did Kim Panini give us a few years of some nice game one material? I don't know, but I'm optimistic that they have. Like I said, if they got crowd of shorts lying around, who knows what else they have? Um, um, and then, what I'm not excited about is for them to mass produce and just hit the print run left and right out of a bunch of junk. And I, I feel like that's going to be the norm, and we are just going to get piles and piles and piles of stuff printed at us and i think we're going to see rainbows of 99 cards by the time 2026 comes around but you know i'm i'm excited to see what it's going to be like and i'll find a way to collect and if it means i go with more non-panini stuff i've been doing some leaf stuff you know that's that there's always a way to collect right so so about yourself what do you what are you anticipating what do you i mean maybe from the football realm or even as a you know a, a dabble in a basketball type collector what do you where are you coming from with this panini stuff
2: Yeah, So I would say that I would kind of say that I'm at that point, I don't consider myself uh, a dabble in basketball because I'm so for the past two years, it's been Tony Parker and Andre Johnson. um, have been my, my focus. So that's really, I'm focused. I'm laser focused Um, when it comes to basketball. um, If we just talk about Panini um, I'm not, overly concerned about Tony Parker because well he's retired um if every time they've launched or released a product and he was part of the checklist you know um relics jumbo patches whatnot it's always been um game one so nothing makes me think of they're going to stop doing that they might if they're out of material obviously Um, but when it comes to basketball from my, if I'm just being selfish and think about my collection, uh, what can I get from Panini as a Tony Parker collector? I'm, I'm pretty confident and comfortable. I'll be able to acquire some, some nice cards until they lose the, the license. When it comes to football, uh, it's much more, uh, Let's uh, go PC, politically correct, not personal correction. Uh, I'm not as optimistic. I'm not uh, enthused about football because prior to that loss of license, um, they were they were just half-assing it. Um, you, if you follow some football accounts on social media, uh, Facebook, Instagram, blowout, you're going to see that they release, um, until now, cards of goats of the game. And with freaking Mitchell and Ness patches, it's been, it's been sadly a trend for the past couple of years. Um, you see that high-end products such as Flawless, um, or they, they don't necessarily include um, game-worn, patches or jerseys for veterans um which is you know one thing for rookies obviously um we we all are used to that but for veterans uh, ending up with nap- napkins that are event worn uh now i feel like people would be satisfied because there's been such a such a dump off of the exporting goods uh jerseys and mitchell's and nests and stuff that don't make any sense at all that i'm i'm absolutely concerned when it comes to patches and relics for for football um i agree with you when it comes to the mass production uh, it's already been uh, a big problem uh, we've seen it across all sports football basketball soccer um i'm you know like covid 2020 people would just buy freaking base zions for six hundred dollars or silvers for six hundred dollars i mean what's the print we well we'll never know maybe cal if he can do some some research could come up to maybe a close number or you know maybe, i'm not trying to put any pressure on you cal um but it's just i mean it could get worse um i might i kind of sound defeated because i'm kind of defeated in the way that I'm just setting my expectations are so low that I'm like yeah let's just ride the wave and if you collect guys who've been in the league uh, for years and have cards pre-Panini that would be yeah go for those or target the the product that you know your player or your team has uh, game one uh, patches because it's just not going to get better. As an Andre Johnson collector, I see stuff, um, you know, cards uh, released this year or last year. Um, from, you know, I, I've seen flawless uh, cards, one of one. It's just uh, event worn, player worn. People are dropping hundreds of dollars and I just, don't get it. Doesn't make any sense. Um, but it's our responsibility as consumers. Uh, and I'm, I, I'm choosing my words. Consumers. If we buy, I mean, why? Why would they change? You know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. So, I think they're just going to ride the wave. Um, it would be amazing for Panini to keep doing stuff like you mentioned, Crowder. Yeah. Uh, out of the blue, you've got some incredible uh, pieces of history. So yeah, uh, the com- the com- the color combo, Suns uh, card with a with a um, a Celtics uh, uniform may not be that great, but probably buying for the for the material itself, not the design of the card. Especially if you're looking at Leaf, for instance. I know some of us are. You gotta you gotta pick your
1: battle. Nothing wrong with Leaf if you want patches. The rest of this stuff is trash, but in my opinion, sorry, I I agree. Project that on people. But they Jumbo patches is nice looking stuff, and I'm with you. I don't I don't understand people paying premiums for non of for insignificant relics, right? So relics that didn't even touch the player. You know, you could talk me into understanding the player one stuff. You know, they used it the photo shoot that's used to create the card. Okay, there's some significance there. They wore the jacket at the press conference for the All-Star game or the Pro, well, Pro Bowl. Who cares about the Pro Bowl? But you know what I mean. Um, but yeah, the, the, but I don't think people really pay attention to that stuff. They buy an RPA because they're told they have to buy an RPA. And it still blows my mind that people pay 10x for a National Treasury RPA out of 99 than they will a flawless game used rookie year RPA um, out of like 25. And but it's it's what the hobby is. And like you said, if the hobby doesn't change what they're collecting, then Panini's gonna provide what's demanded, right? And so, um, and it's especially if they can do it for less money. And and I, I think that's something we have to worry about with fanatics too. I mean, it in the end it's a business model. And so if they can produce RPAs by going to Dick Sporting Goods and buying stuff off the clearance rack instead of hiring, you know, number one pick Joe Smith to come down and wear the stuff, then they're going to do that. Right. Um, so Mm -hmm. it's an interesting take. So let's, uh, any final thoughts before we ping pong to the next, uh, our final topic here?
2: Yes. Um, I'd like also to point out that we've been, I, I by no means consider myself uh, a veteran. Uh, I, I didn't start collecting yesterday or last week, but I try to remember when I started, I, I was, collecting will fuller who was a wide receiver for the texans first rounder um it's like you don't know better so you get oh there's a piece of jersey and you just don't pay attention so it's your it's the lack of knowledge uh that that also hurts you as a consumer because it's a piece of it's a piece of jersey you know
1: Uh, I did it. I did what Ricky did. I muted myself. (laughs) Uh, I was just going to say lack of, lack of knowledge. You're absolutely right on that. So, Uh, but let's uh, jump to our third and final topic here before we bore the people too much. And uh, Hugo, both you and I, we're, we're collectors at heart. We do this because we like making bad decisions and putting together. Collectibles, whether it be sets or rainbows or autographs or just memories from our childhood, which I think is what really does it, right? You're like it ties you to your home, ties you to your fandom. Same with me, it ties me to my my history as a fan, watching games with my family, my friends, and that's really what what we love about it all. So let's uh let's end on a positive note. We kind of just crapped on Panini a little bit um let's end on how let's fill me in how do you keep your love of the hobby going what what keeps you motivated to stay in this what do you what do you get out of it
2: yeah absolutely so you know it's the the corny the corny moment the cheesy moment it's uh, you know it's not about collecting it's it's about the people steve it's about the the connections the connection connection hashtag stay positive the the meaningful connections with friends the lifelong friends you're going to make throughout this beautiful hobby of ours? Uh, No, in all all seriousness, uh, it's, uh, you know, collecting sports cards. It's a, it's not really a social hobby, right? Um, And I enjoy it so much more by connecting with people through social media. Uh, Not a big social media person to begin with. Uh, I do have personal, uh, social media accounts, but I rarely post, uh, but Instagram is really, uh, a great platform to share, uh, our collections to, uh, connect with people. And, you know, it's going to start from my experience by just sending a direct message. Um, and, complimenting someone's collection or, Hey, I love this con. How did you get there? You know, what's, what's your connection? Uh, what's the link? Why do you collect that, that team or that player? So really the, the human uh, aspect of this hobby is really what keeps me going. And just like you mentioned, uh, collecting players, sports that speak to me, have uh, been the, uh, I've been here in the U.S. for uh, over a decade, uh, you know, collecting French soccer players, collecting Tony Parker, uh, the occasional Rudy Gobert, uh, Evan Fournier, you name it. Um, it's just a way for me to, you know, kind of represent where I'm from, uh, make it known and aware that, yes, I'm French and I'm, I mean, I'm French-American now, but I'm proud of who I am. And uh, with Texan, it's just, well, we we had uh Hall of Famer uh, or Hall of Famer caliber uh, player in Andre Johnson. It's going to be JJ Watt, of course. It's just like, you know, remembering his accomplishments. Uh, it's memories of him with the monster play on Thanksgiving against, you know, freaking Lions or whatever. Uh, sorry, Ricky. Um, You know that's that's really chasing memories or always bringing like collecting something that brings you happiness and joy uh, as a way to you know uh decompress you know life is hard enough stressful enough boring enough at times that collecting is is fun you know um we're not going to I think you would agree we're not going to retire tomorrow should we decide to sell all of our uh, cards. We're not in there for the money, but that's really, yeah, I've got some disposable income. Sure, I could spend money more wisely, but at the end of the day, uh, it brings me joy. Uh, I make new conne- new connection uh, and, that, and I don't feel guilty about it. Uh so that's point. that's really important about that too. What what yeah. about you,
0: Steve?
1: Well, I like that you brought up that we can make better decisions. I mean, I don't see cards as alternative assets, but I do recognize that I could put my money to the stock market and be making money instead of blowing away money. But it's it's the cost, right? And so I, I love what you said there, Hugo, about the connections. And I know that comes off as cheesy sometimes, but I just got back from the national and I went with a bunch of guys that I met through the hobby and i've never done online dating i I tell my wife all the time we're not getting divorced because i would never want to date again but somehow i made some some you know met some dudes that i'm friends with and we've gone to celtics games we went to a hall of fame in right so this is a connection piece to it and there's guys i'll never meet or haven't met you know i was just messaging earlier today with with a guy michael on instagram lakers lakers forums Golden he's a lakers fan so I, but i follow him because i like the cards right and we've connected we've we've had some conversations he was actually in the boston area and i helped him figure out what card shops do you to do right so this the, the connections definitely i think staying interested in the hobby you have to be willing to participate at whatever level you want if you're into the investment side of things find those groups and talk about you know talk shop with people right we're more collectors and I mean, you're going to try and sell some stuff, but we'll, we'll that can be for a different, we can follow up after uh, Watson's plan again to see how that worked out for you. But, uh, you know, the other thing that I like to do is I always have some sort of project that's, that's endless that you can't get bored with, right? So um, over the last year or so, i I, I call my little side projects, you know, cheap little binder projects. And I've been doing collecting autographs of players that came from Massachusetts. Why? I don't know. It's another way to remind myself of different players or look up different teams and um, just something fun to do. So I'm always doing something that helps me stay engaged with collecting cards. Cause then I'll go post it online and I'll have some interactions with people which then energize me more and, if it wasn't for the forums and social media, as much as I don't use social media at all for anything else other than my hobbies, you know, I'm in mountain biking groups and car groups, right. I'm not posting pictures of my kids. I'm not wishing my wife happy birthday. I'll, I'll do that to her in person. I'm not making a post online. I just don't use it that way. Right. But I am. we older posting, posting my cards left and right. Right. But it, it makes connections. So I do, I love what you said about connecting and that helping to spur the love of the hobby and then the love of hobby helps more connections if you're willing to go there right consume content you know learn some stuff appreciate some stuff that maybe you don't normally would but someone else does and find out why like if you didn't post a narrative of that tony parker france autograph it would just be a picture right but you post a little narrative about it and then i want to ask a question about that i want to learn and hey learn something about some dude that i don't you know haven't didn't know about and I learned about the card and where it came from and had a nice little conversation so like I said it's a stress relief but I think it's important to always you know find some way of learning about what other aspects of the hobby are out there and take the time to consume that and, and also have some projects you're working on even if that means you're buying one card a year what is that card and why are you getting it what would enjoy the chase but overall the hobby is a lot of fun there's a lot of negativity out there and I can be part of that negative. I'd say critical. I, I, you know, this stuff that I can be definitely critical of if you follow my content, I'll I'll question stuff. I'll, especially if you DM me, I'll tell you, you know, you and I have some very (laughs) candid conversations, right. About what we like and don't like. Um, But uh, it's also, you know, that's part of life. You can't just accept everything at face value. You got to be willing to be a little critical because it helps you figure out what you want to get out of it. Right. So but overall, yeah, I think my advice for people that are looking for ways to stay engaged in the hobby is, is to A, consume content, participate in the, the social aspects of it, and most of that is online, but go to card shows. If you're at a card show, don't look down at the floor, look up, you know, say hello, greet a dealer. If you see a card that resonates with you, say, hey, a great card, you know, make a comment about, you never know what conversations you'll have. Um, and then find a project to work on, have something you're working on other than just Chasing what everyone else is chasing. Find something that's meaningful to you. And it can be something like picking up one or two. Uh, the most recent autograph that I picked up for my mass players collection binder was a $2 Noah Von Ley you know, on ComC, C, which in real money, that's like a buck fifty, right? So dirt cheap, nothing to it, but it's cool to have. It's a nice looking card. And it gives me a reason to keep chasing um something new. So that, I think that's how I how I personally stay invested and, and engaged in the hobby and um, you know, keep going from there. And it will, it's it's gonna, I think, trying times are ahead of us, here. Go to go back. I said, we're gonna end positive here. Ooh, I almost swore. Uh, yeah. I'm gonna crap a little panini and say, I think trying times are ahead of us because I think they're gonna burn us out. Um, but when you have those connections and those projects you're working on, you know, you can always bypass that. So I'll, I'll and, end there.
2: And, and what I would like to say, uh, let's stay corny again and cheesy because why not be positive? Stephen, steven um it's um to a certain extent i would argue that we can all be a quote influencers uh but in a positive way uh for Good instance point. for instance uh, i so i mainly collect football i started collecting sports cards with football but by interacting with uh other collectors, guys like you, like Kyle, uh, other guys, you know, uh, Jeff, so uh, the Tony Kukoc guy, you know, Mr. Carter, all those guys. I, I tried to take something from what you all do and make it my own. For instance, I was not interested in gold refractors to begin with. And I found your collections with Paul Pierce, just to name this one, uh, that was fun. And I, I told myself, you know, he, uh, Tony Bonker, my guys got some tops uh, gold refractors. Why not go after that? And it's kind of emulating um, what you, what you do, what someone else's do. You know, I'm not trying to be a fanboy or a stand guy, but it's, it's also super fun because I can I get to pick your brain up, uh, you know, and if you have questions about football, you know that well I'm more into that. So you can ask questions. Or hey, I'm looking for that type of project for a set. So the champ is here a couple of weeks or month ago. You talked about um, we kind of all brainstorm, and I think that's that that's what makes the hobby fun because. What I know, I'm going to share with you. You may like it or not. If you do, hey, that's another side project for you. Or me with Tony Parker and Status. I was like, oh, Status is pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, Steve, Cal, they've got some cool stuff they've shown me. And yeah, uh, it gets me going. So yeah, the the human factor uh, should not be uh, overseen or neglected because it helps you collect. Uh, it improves your, your collection tremendously, at least for, for myself.
1: I love it. And and I think my takeaway from what you're saying is two things. Is one you saw Ku Coach ITB's page and then justified making some really poor decisions and buying some gold or fractures when they're at the peak of their value. And you're a Boston Steve fanboy. So I think that's a good way to wrap things up here. Hugo. go. Uh, but that's that's my takeaway here. So uh oh no. <laughs> let's uh let's throw some shout outs. I just want to thank, you know, I want to thank Chad for initiating this. Um, I'm sure there was a little delay when we messaged Chad saying we were recording tonight. I'm sure he went and messaged Tim and Ricky and they all did an emphatic woo and knew that they could have less time recording so hopefully you know they're enjoying their whatever their time off is i hope they enjoy it because this was uh, an honor to do um i hope hope you guys listening enjoy this stuff so uh thanks chad ricky tim for inviting us and, and thanks for everyone for taking time to listen if you made it through this far so hugo any any closing remarks here yeah, bud
2: no it was was great uh catching up with you uh thanks to the guys at or from back to the future uh we love them uh very honored uh to be part of the episode hope we didn't bore you uh too much uh two of the hobby's worst accents it's fair oh, to say
1: yeah but you know what it mixes things up come on i got my thick <laughs> going on you've got <laughs> see guys are driving right now and i told you their wives are listening to that accent and their wives are just like okay yeah i'm, I'm down with this so you know, I, I think we, got, we offered a little something different, and it's a little bit of something for everything. So, um, yeah, I yeah. hope everyone enjoyed it, and, and be well, everybody. All
2: right, bye-bye.